Welcome to a new and improved Knuckleheads. I'm Jose Barrios along with my esteemed colleague Tim Watson, and we're here to break down UFC 285, Jones versus Gagne. Tim, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Uh, pretty excited. I made more bets than I anticipated, and hopefully it doesn't uh, backfire on me. I mean, that's always the case sometimes, right? You make bets, and you're like, shit, I have a lot invested, and I'm going to be very upset if a couple of things yeah. don't go my way. I always start off the week being a lot more conservative, and then as it gets closer, I get too excited. The aim of this show, the new and improved Knuckleheads, is to provide a compact breakdown of each UFC fight, along with our predictions and favorite bets. While there are plenty of well-known sharps out there, many of their shows go for an hour, hour plus, we're trying to keep ours 30 minutes or less. With this 14-fight card, though, we might go a tad over that, but our goal is to be quick, to the point, and at the end of our show, give our favorite base parlay picks. So let's get to it. First fight of the night is Esteban Rebovics versus Loik Radzibov. Uh, Tim, who do you have here? I'm leaning Radzibov just because he's fought uh, a lot more uh, reputable competition. People I'm more familiar with. Like he was in the PFL for a while. I watch a lot of PFL. He beat Chris Wade. Uh, I think Chris Wade is a pretty strong wrestler uh a win over chris wade is uh it's a, it's a good win so with him being the betting favorite and this uh Rebovics guy being just another young argentinian prospect i'm going aside with uh Radzibov, but no strong opinion on this first fight Rebovics is known for as a finisher finish him uh, it's tough for me because it's obvious there's a huge discrepancy in experience, but mm-hmm. I will say I do have a concern of the cardio issues that Radzibov usually deals with. So soft. You lack discipline. So I'm going to go with Rebovix here. I think he's worth the uh, plus money. I don't think it's a for sure thing, like you said, but uh, that's the uh, direction I'm going. Yeah, he's, uh, he's plus 200. Are you planning on betting that at all? I will, but in the last legs. Like, uh, it won't be a heavy investment, but I think it's worth adding him to maybe, like, your favorite, quote-unquote, safe fighters. Yeah. Usually, that's what I'd like to do. If I'm going to take some stabs and some underdogs, I like to parlay him with, like, three fighters that I think are somewhat safe bets. Next fight, we have Damon Blackshear versus Fareed Basharat. Tim, who do you like here? I'm going to lean Basharat. I'm interested in this fight, uh, just from a viewing perspective. I like Blackshear. Uh, I liked him coming into the UFC. I thought he was pretty impressive in his debut against uh, Yusuf Sabal. But I think that Basharat, it's probably going to be too much for him. Uh, strikes at a much, much higher rate. And uh, I think he can probably hang with Blackshear in the grappling, if not even beat him. So it just seems like Basharat should be the lean in this one, and he's right now a minus 450 favorite, so the betting lines agree. Yeah, I'm going to agree here. Um, Blackshear has faced a, a better competition regionally. He's lost to them, but he's at least faced mm-hmm. them. The grappling's pretty even, but Basharat's way better of a striker. More pop, better cardio, volume edge. I have to go with the better striker, better skilled fighter here. Probably sticking with the money line, even though it's kind of juiced. 
just because I'm not quite sure Bastrat's going to go for the kill. So rather than going for a prop, I'm sticking straight money line on this one. Yeah, I think if I have any action on this fight, it'll probably be just to throw it into a parlay. Uh, but I'm interested to watch. I, I like Blackshear's style. I like his game. But I just don't think this is a good fight for him. All right, next up we have Jessica Penne versus Tabitha Ritchie. For me, I'm kind of torn here, Tim, because <laughs> to me, it, it, it's it's weird. It looks like this is the fight where, oh, yeah, you know, aging veteran, wrestler, mm-hmm. Ritchie. Here's the problem. When you have an aggressive wrestler mm-hmm. facing someone who's a black belt in BJJ, mm-hmm. that means they're going to stick their head in places many, many times throughout the fight. And throughout the fight, you're going to get nervous. Every once in a while, if you watch the Poliana viana fight, she was in many guillotines. None of the, you know, she was able to get out of those positions. I just get a little nervous when you're dealing with a savvy vet. I do have to decide with Richie. It just makes me a little bit nervous. So what I'm going to do, if I do add her to my parlays, is put her towards the back half. Just to protect in case the savvy vet comes up with a, a sneaky sub. I will say, I do think I do think Panay via sub plus 1,000 is worth a $10 bet with some of your favorite plays. Just throwing that out there. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that being worth a stab. But I'm, I don't think I'm going to put any money behind it. I don't really want to bet on Jessica Penne in the year 2023. <laughs> I think she's 40 years old now. Simmons is old. He should have been out of the game years ago. Richie is just like, uh, you can almost say just a better updated version of her. Like, Penny is a very good grappler. She always has been. I don't know if their grappling is going to cancel each other out. And Penny has looked like a dog uh, in a lot of fights where she'll just like, she just comes at people, and she doesn't really slow down, especially for her age. She hangs in there. I mean, you could you could see her pulling something crazy off here, but I just don't know. I, I like Ricci so far as a prospect. There's no way you want to waste a ton of uh, your betting money on Jessica Penne at 40 yeah. years old, like you said, in 2023. Just throwing it out there, there's always that... That one fight that screws your parlays, and my worry is that could be it. Oh, so yeah. if you were thinking of putting in a main piece, my suggestion would just be, yeah, just just lay it in the back. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, Mana Martinez versus Cameron Simon. Who do you like here, Tim? You know, this one is is hard for me to say who I like. Uh, I, I don't know a ton about these guys. I mean, we have seen Martinez quite a few times now, and we've seen Simon twice. But I just don't feel as familiar with them as I do with a lot of other people on the roster. Uh, I didn't have a ton of time to watch tape on it. So just going off of what I know about them, Martinez being so aggressive and powerful uh, before he got into the UFC, we haven't really seen a lot of that yet in the, in the UFC. And I feel like you could think maybe that's coming. Uh, I haven't really taken too many dog shots, at least to this point. And I feel like... Uh, in a matchup that's kind of even, maybe the line is a little bit wide. I think he's like plus 220 right now. Uh, and he's, he's live for a knockout uh, at any point. So I, I think I'm going to side with Martinez. But again, like the, the top of this card, it's just not a lot of confidence for me. But I'll take Martinez in this one. Martinez has popped for sure. And like you said, he hasn't shown in the UFC. But regionally, that's what he was doing. That was the reason why they brought him here. Uh, Simon needs to be careful with that power for most of the fight. But I think he has a cardio edge. I think he has a big wrestling edge if he decides to use it. I think the cleaner strikes come from Simon. 
So as long as he stays away from that power, I think Simon, this is his fight to lose. But like you said, this is a, a very, very close fight. I'm going to take the uh, Simon money line, but in the later legs of my parlay. Next fight on the card is Ian Gary versus Kanan Song. Tim, who do you like here? Uh, I think I'm going to like Gary. Uh, he's somebody that I'm looking for an opportunity to bet against. I think that he might be getting overrated by the general public. But uh, in the in this fight, it's kind of a weird matchup. It, it almost feels like maybe the UFC wants to build him up a little bit. Uh, Song Kanan has had a weird run in the UFC. We haven't really seen him a lot. And when we have seen him, he's never really looked that great. So I feel like Gary should be able to get his game going in this one. And uh, I took I, I took a bet on the over one and a half rounds because uh, both of them tend to go to the decision a lot. The over one and a half rounds is at plus 100. And I think there's a pretty good chance that this fight does go past one and a half rounds. And I am taking Gary to win pretty confidently. I'm glad you said that because uh, from my perspective, I did say this is a striker's matchup. While Song has KO power, Gary's the more technical striker, better footwork. Uh, he doesn't go to wrestling much, but he can float on top and, and be heavy. Um, that's a weakness for Song. I think with Gary's patience, that's what worries me. I couldn't go for an inside the distance call just because I know he's very patient. He's a counter puncher. So that one and a half rounds, actually, I like that a lot. Uh, I was going to take just the money line to stay away from that, but I actually might piggyback off of you and take yeah. the over one and a half there. That's a I good think you call. should take it. It's a good bet. All right, next we have Julia Marquez versus Mark andre Berriot. I don't have a strong lean here, Tim, but to me this looks like a gritty, sloppy fight that we have on deck here. Uh, Marquez normally grits through his fights. He doesn't necessarily look pretty doing it. He tries to get inside, make it ugly, make it nasty. And I just think uh, Barrio is going to be sharper, have more volume, and I think he wins the rounds a bit more cleaner than Marquez. Marquez tends to look tired, even though it, it, it's not like he's gassed, but just looking at him, he, he just looks like he has no more energy. To me, in a close fight, when you have someone who the eye test just looks exhausted and the other one looks like he's fresh and sharper, the judges are going to uh, lean more towards him. So I have uh, Barrio by decision, but I'm going to play the money line. Uh, for me, my confidence level is uh, middling, so he'll be in the middle of the pack somewhere. What about you? I, I already bet the money line early in the week. It's uh, still at minus 150 where it was earlier. Uh, that's currently what Barrio is at. I, I'm a little bit more confident than I probably should be in this one because it is kind of a close fight on paper. And it's not like Barrio is any like great talent. But I do think he is a solid fighter. Uh, I, I think he strikes uh, at a very high activity. And uh, Marquez just, I don't feel like he's that impressive. Uh, the best he's looked lately was like that comeback win he had against Mackie Batolo. Uh, and I agree with you about him looking like his cardio. I do feel like he doesn't seem like he's taking it all that seriously. That's just like the kind of the impression that he gives off. Right. And he, he's just not someone that inspires a lot of trust from me. Barriot is kind of somebody that I like to trust. Minus 150 is a pretty good value line. Yeah, I think what scarred me is I, for some reason, had Barriot very high and in my main parlays versus Fluffy Hernandez. Don't! No. Which, in hindsight, <laughs> it's a totally different matchup. It's a wrestler. It's, yeah. you know. 
I, I don't know what I was thinking. So I think I'm still yeah. scarred. That's what's stopping me from making him like a main pick, even though I'm fairly confident he should win this fight. Yeah, I, I love Fluffy, so I was definitely on his side for that. Next up, we have Viviana Oraju versus Amanda Ribas. Tim, who do you like here? This fight is a tough one for me. Uh, Ribas is the favorite, uh, currently minus 120. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that she should be, but I've always liked her, and I tend to trust her. I've lost a lot of vets on Ribas. Uh, I do think she's very talented, and I like her game a lot. Arusha is very powerful, which with uh, Rebus's history is scary. Uh, I don't. I, don't, I would worry if I bet her, which I haven't yet, that she could get caught or clipped with something. I think she's a good enough grappler that if she gets taken down, that she can uh, work with it, get back up, or reverse it and get into a favorable position, or even uh, defend takedowns. Like I, I, I rate Rebus's grappling pretty high, but I also rate Arujo's grappling uh, pretty high as well. They're both very even uh, statistically, uh, averaging around two takedowns per fight, and pretty even around with strikes too. They have some similar opponents. Uh, it's a close fight. It's really tough to say. So because I'm a Rebus fan, I'm going to choose her. But I have not bet it yet. Yeah, I agree. I have no strong lean here. And I'm actually skipping this for betting sakes. Just because, you know, I don't force anything if I don't really see an edge or I don't believe in anything. Uh, gun to my head, though, I would go with Araju. I think, like you said, she does have the power edge. Uh, Rebus doesn't take strikes all that well, and she's been KO'd by Marina Rodriguez. Yeah, she's also not um, a great striker, so I don't know yeah. if uh, Arujo should be that worried about getting hit. Yeah, so picking the fight, I would go with Araju, but as far as betting, I'm staying away from this fight totally. Next up, we have a very interesting one in Derek Brunson versus Dracus Duplessis. Uh, Tim, who do you like here? This one is hard for me. That's what she said. I think I'm going to Plessis. Uh, there was a point earlier in the week where I wanted to bet Brunson. Uh, I do think Brunson is the better wrestler here, and I think that he could uh, have some success wrestling Duplessis here. Uh, I think Duplessis kind of makes mistakes grappling, and Brunson is the kind of guy that can take advantage of that. Uh, he's also a very good defensive wrestler. Like he's a, he's a, just a very strong wrestler all around. He's very talented. The problem with him, though, and why I decided not to bet him, uh, and I'm probably now picking against him also, is that he's I think 39 now, and he started to talk about retiring. He said something like he's got one or two left after like he lost his run at the last title. He said something like that. He's a guy that has gotten tired and kind of not been able to dig deep in past fights so i think when you start to talk about being done it's gonna make that even harder to uh like find something in you to like get up uh when you're being held down or being hit so I, he's not the kind of guy that's easy to trust but i do trust his wrestling i just don't know if i trust his wrestling for three rounds uh, right. So I'm going to side Duplessis here, but I do think that Brunson could be a live dog. For sure. This is Duplessis' toughest test, in my opinion. Uh, Brunson, like you said, is a great wrestler, has power himself, 
but a major, major durability and cardio concerns. When he cardio dumps, man, he yeah. totally cardio dumps. And to me, that's going to be the edge here. When you talk about who thrives in dogfights, that's the obvious clear Duplessis route. So while I was thinking Duplessis inside the distance, looking at it, inside the distance currently sits, if you don't pick whether it's KO or sub, you're just picking one or the other, it's minus 115. But to just pick a money line is minus 215. Mm. Uh, it's not plus money. It's not a, a humongous difference. So I yeah. ra- I much rather play it safe. Take the money line. Add them to a parlay. Let's see if that, along with some other safe fighters, we uh, could get it to plus money. All right. Next up, we have Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones. Tim, I've been waiting for your uh, opinion on this. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this fight? Uh, I think this fight is uh, crazy. Uh, just the situation that Cody Garbrandt is in right now is is wild. Uh, it's something that you wouldn't have thought, uh, like what, like four years ago, when he looked like a, a, like a new champion was born. Uh, the way he beat up Dominic Cruz, that was a huge moment and a huge fight back then. Uh, and then TJ Dillashaw just kind of broke him, it seems, and... He's gone the Chuck Odell route of just he can't stop getting knocked out. Uh, I tried, just like I did with Chuck Odell when it was happening, to believe that it was going to stop, and I kept siding with Garbrandt, and he just kept losing. But I'm with him again on this one, and I bet him. And the line the line wasn't great. I bet him at minus 170 uh, because I can't really trust him enough to finish the fight or anything like that. Uh, and since I'm picking him to win, I didn't want to bet for him to get finished. So I felt like the minus 170 was the best uh, bet to take here. It's hard for anybody to be confident on uh, today's Cody Garbrandt. But I think that he should win this fight on paper. Uh, Trevin Jones is fine, but Cody Garbrandt should be above him. Yeah, I have to agree with everything you said there. Garbrandt has the volume, skills, experience, edge. On paper, he should win this fight. Everyone knows the big thing with Cody Garbrandt is his chin and his durability. When I first broke down this fight, I thought, all right, you know, Trevin Jones is not the most talented fighter on the UFC roster. But the one thing he is is pretty tough. He gets beat up a lot. And he does have power. As much as uh, I've read out there that he, you know, his power is a little overrated. I mean, he has clean, knocked out some fighters. And I have a hard time thinking Cody's not going to go for the kill at some point, leave his chin exposed. He's going to be winning the entire fight until he's not. It's hard and dangerous. That's what she said. To bet on that one punch rather than overall skill. And normally I would not do this. But I just have a really, really tough time not seeing Cody get KO'd clean here. So I'm going to go with the Jones by KO. If you're going to bet this fight, if you're going to go with Trevin Jones, you might as well go with KO. And my favorite prop for this is Jones' second round KO, plus 850 on DraftKings. That's that's a big number, though. I like that. But I'm going to side with Garbrandt. Understood. He should win this fight, Tim. He should. Yeah. (laughs) Put it this way. Let me ask you. If he does get knocked out, do you think... He should call it quits. I think a lot of people are going to tell him that he should. So whether he will, I don't know. 
I mean, maybe he leaves the UFC and does something like bare-knuckle fighting. Who knows? Like, I don't know really what he wants to do outside of fighting. At this point, he has lost five out of his last six. Four of them via TKO second round or earlier. Three most of them have been most people are out of the UFC with that kind of record. Yeah. All right, so the next fight we have... Tim, this is oh, uh, yeah. almost 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 odds here, right? You have the minus <laughs> two thousand, Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. How tempted are you to play Jamie Pickett? No, no. At plus one thousand. Uh, all right. So I, ha- I have a bet already on this, and I might have a second bet. I haven't done it yet, but I think I'm going to. Uh, I bet. I think on like Monday, I bet Bo Nickel by submission which was at minus 120. And last I checked, it had moved to minus 165. Uh, I'm worried that he's going to take him down and then get a ground-to-pound finish. So I might also bet that uh, instead of chasing the finish line, which is at, like, minus 800, which there's no value there. And there's definitely no value on his money line, which is, like, minus 2,000. So uh, I think Nichols going to win. I think he's going to win in the first round. Pickett got Darce choked by Kyle Dawkins, uh within the first round. He gets taken down by, like, everybody he fights. Bo Nickel's going to take him down, and it's just a matter of how he's going to finish him. I The reason I took the sub is because I, I could see Pickett fighting through Grand Pound better than I can see him fighting through a sub. So maybe Nickel will start by punching him on the ground, but I think eventually he'll move to the submission. And I'm hoping because that's where I have my money. But I got Nickel all day. Yeah, this this fight doesn't really need much of a breakdown. Bo Nickel, a collegiate world-class wrestler versus Pickett, who's not really great at anything and it has been finished in three out of his four UFC fights. Uh, sometimes you can see what the UFC wants to happen. And this is clearly a display for Bo Nickel's talents. In the betting realm, they really want you to choose between KO and Sub. Because if you try to choose both, it, it balloons up to a minus 650. Yeah, that's why I kind of uh, like taking both separately. So. Round one is a minus 200, and probably where I'm going to go with as far as big parlays, I'm going to take the under one and a half, yeah. which sits right it currently sits at minus 290. A bit, you know, it's a bit juiced up, but it's definitely a lot better than minus 2,000. Yeah, that's a good parlay <laughs> piece. And I can't see it going past a round and a half. Next up, we have Jalen Turner versus Matus Gamrot. This is a tough matchup here. Uh, Turner definitely has the power to KO anyone. Uh, but historically, Gamrot has been very durable. He's never been KO'd mm-hmm. and has a huge wrestling edge here. I mean, oh, Gamrot yeah. has gone against some really elite wrestlers and held his own. And fight against Darius oh, yeah. is a very close fight. Uh, but I think it definitely shows the level of wrestling he has here. He averages over four takedowns per fight. You saw Turner struggle against Frivola with the takedown defense, and I think Gamrot's going to take the same path here. Obviously, you have to keep in mind that Turner has the power to KO anyone, but outside of that, I think Gamrot's going to use his wrestling to a decision victory here. Who do you have? I got I got Gamrot. I'm pretty big on Gamrot in this one. Uh, I think he's probably my favorite parlay piece of the night. Uh, he, even better than his fight where he lost against Darius, he beat Armin Sarukian uh, and took him down six times. And, and just a great fight. Like, such such a crazy pace on that fight. 
I think this fight is going to be Gamrot, uh, single leg city, and he's going to take him down at least four or five times. I don't know how fast he'll finish him, but like he can go all day. That's what she said. And I'm pretty confident on his side for this one, and he's going to be in most, if not all, of the parlays I make. So he's a top line parlay pace. Oh yeah, yeah, I really like him. Next up, we have Shavkat Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal. Tim, who do you have in this fight? I am on Rachmanov here. I've never been a big fan of Jeff Neal. Uh, he definitely has power. Uh, I think Rachmanov is going to outgrapple him. Looking back at his record, I was kind of surprised by the lack of success people have had grappling him. But I do expect Rachmanov to find success here. Uh, Neil also missed weight at the weigh-ins. Neil's had trouble with his focus, and I, I want—I don't want to say determination, but that's the word that's like coming to my head. You like discipline? Like there's been times in fights where he's on the stool and he doesn't look good, and he—he's had some tough fights. I mean, he's coming off of a win against Luke, but he got uh, beat up by Magny, and I, I think Rachmanov is a pretty good comparison to Magny and he, he's also coming off of a win against Neil Magny so I don't know I I, I think more of Jeff Neil as a guy that's on his way down uh, and Rachmanov as a guy that's on his way up yeah I'm gonna have to agree with you there I, I see what you mean though Neil has strong takedown defense 85% for his career yeah. uh, Bilal who's a great wrestler was 0 for 7 on his takedowns versus him so for anyone who thinks Rachmanov's just gonna roll through him uh, Neil's going to put up a, a little bit of resistance, but I think he does get a takedown. I just don't envision a heavy, heavy dominance with wrestling. Uh, the missed weight by seven pounds is a concern, and like you said, he sometimes doesn't look like he's motivated to be in the ring, um, which to me also speaks to the, you know, if it goes to decision, what are the judges looking at? The young guy who's going for it or the guy who looks like, yeah, you know, I'm just going with the flow here. Um, so I'm going to go with Rachmanov as well. The money line, not going with a prop for there. And I'm probably going to be in the second or third leg of my parlays. Next up, we have the co-main event. Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. You know, for me, Tim, the odds are absolutely correct for this one. I have a hard time seeing how Grasso is going to win this fight. She's a great volume striker. Her path would be to outwork Valentina. But I think Valentina will have the harder shots, the more damaging shots, and she can mix in her wrestling. I see a power, wrestling, and physicality edge for Shevchenko. I can envision her taking her down, getting her in the crucifix, doing a ground and pound type of finish. I also think she's, you know, people are questioning her dominance. So I think she's looking to come out of this fight and really make a statement. I may take Shevchenko inside the distance. Hopefully within five rounds, she'll be able to find it. What do you think? Well, that's exactly what I took. I already have a bet on it uh, at minus 150 under four and a half rounds. I, I really think that Shevchenko is going to come out uh, meaner in this fight. I think she's going to take her down probably by the second round at least. And I think she will beat her up on the mat. Uh, it's it's kind of weird uh, if you look out there and see the way people are talking about this fight. Because if we didn't just watch the uh, Talia Santos uh, fight, people would not be talking about Shevchenko like this. And the odds are still respecting her at minus 600, which is actually a little bit lower than we used to see her lined at. Because 
she's still a dominant fighter in, in these weight classes. And I think she's going to come out and have a dominant performance in this one. It would surprise me a lot if she didn't. Uh, she will probably be uh, a top-line parlay pick for me. I think something like Gamrot, uh, Shevchenko, and maybe Nickel inside the distance is like uh, my first legs that I'm looking at. Uh, I like Shevchenko a lot here. I think she's going to have a statement performance. Yeah, against uh, against Lauren Murphy, she was a minus 1,600. Against Jennifer Maya, she was a minus 1,825. A minus 625. It looks like they were right because it was a much closer fight. I don't think this one's going to look anything like that, though. Also, a little bit of bad blood. Isn't there in uh... Alexa Grasso said something, and Valentina's like, hey, you don't talk trash. That's not your game. Uh, there was, yeah, she said that she was going... She said that she knew her weakness, I believe, and that she was going to, like, exploit it. And oh, then God. Valentina said that uh, she is going to find her weakness, and she needs to think about that. This time, she's coming in wrong territory. Oh, boy, Valentina's going to crush her. I'm probably misquoting it a little bit, but it was something close to that. Makes me feel good about the inside the distance. Yeah, I'm already I'm there. It. I like that fight. And finally, we're at the main event, the much-anticipated return and debut at the heavyweight division for John Jones versus Cyril Gaon. Uh, Tim, what are you expecting in this fight? I think it's hard to know what to expect in this fight. It's, it's a hard fight to make assumptions, uh, a hard fight to be confident. Uh, I don't like John Jones at heavyweight. Uh as uh, a place for him to be fighting. I like it as a fan and, like, wondering what's going to happen because that's my my favorite thing about MMA in general and why I love it so much is I always want to know what's going to happen in these matchups, and this this just throws another wrinkle into it. Like, what is John Jones going to look like at heavyweight? We don't know. We haven't seen him fight in three years, and we've never seen him fight at heavyweight. He hasn't looked good in, like, his last three fights. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, he's always a fascinating guy uh it's it's hard to figure out where he is uh mentally with everything but at his best he's a great fighter is he a great heavyweight fighter i don't know like how is his body going to adjust to the heavyweight weight class uh he weighed in heavier than zero gone i've thought all week that i have no play on this fight because i i find it impossible to be confident i don't I don't like Cyril Gaon's game that much. I've never really watched a Cyril Gaon fight and been that impressed by it. Uh, and then he got out-wrestled badly by Francis Ngannou, taken down four times, controlled for over eight minutes. Uh, we'd never really seen Ngannou attempt a takedown before that fight. John Jones, if he wants to wrestle, should be able to wrestle his way to victory here. But we can't always count on John Jones to go to his wrestling. So... The more I thought about it and the longer the week went on, I decided that I have to assume something uh, for fun because uh, originally I was just going to not bet this at all. But I'm going to assume that John Jones is going to wrestle and then I think that he should have a very uh, high chance of winning if he wrestles. So I'm, I'm picking Jones and I might bet him. I haven't gotten to it yet and the line is kind of growing so 
I might have missed my chance at like a good line. It's, it's a tough fight though, but I'm I'm going with Jones. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a lot of question marks for this here, right? You have, how does he look after two, three years of not fighting? How does he look in the heavyweight division uh, if he decides to use wrestling? Because who knows if he wants to show, hey, I could, I could bang with these guys. And, and the last three fights that he had, he, he looked human. You know, uh, I personally had Dominic Reyes winning that decision. Diego Santos was able to finish the fight, and he had no more ACLs. <laughs> I think he tore both knees in that fight. Uh, you know, it, it, he's looked quite human and doesn't really push for the kill button. And you're facing a guy who has a ton of volume, has been a heavyweight. You don't know how a heavier John Jones is going to look. Is he going to look sluggish? You, you know, these are all questions. If I had to pick, I'd have to say John Jones taking the money line. But it's n- I don't feel comfortable about it. So I think if I do bet this fight, it will be later down the legs. Um, that way I can just enjoy it and watch it as a fan. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to put myself in a position where John Jones is going to ruin my night. So he's not going to be heavily involved in anything that I play. And that's the full 14-fight breakdown for UFC 285, Jones versus Gagne. Now it's time for the new feature of the show. The Rear Naked Narrative of the Week. Here to bring you the nice tidbit that you might want to keep in mind is Julio Berrios. Mano Martinez, after his last victory, was a little upset with himself. Feels like he holds back. He wants to come out, guns are blazing as soon as the bell rings. Cameron thinks of him as a technical, patient fighter. So, if he sticks to the new game plan of coming out strong right off the bell, he could be given Cameron his first loss and that is your rear naked narrative of the week tim do you want to mention your favorite parlay your first leg followed by a couple of pieces that you like afterwards i think my favorite leg because i haven't made parlays yet i've made i've made a lot of single bets but i usually make the parlays closer to the fights i think my favorite first leg parlay is going to be shevchenko money line uh Gamrot money line and Bo Nickel inside the distance. Uh, those three together. And then for other pieces, then you start to add people like Ian Gary, then maybe like Arakmanov, maybe Mark and Andre Burial. Yeah, I'm similar. I'm probably going to do uh, Shevchenko money line, Ian Gary money line, and the under one and a half for the Bo Nickel Jamie Pickett fight. That'll be the base that I'll usually put probably my largest bet on. And then add, not only add on some legs, but I would usually add like a favorite long shot bet and place like, uh, you know, uh, a point one unit on. Some of, some of my favorite long shots are Trevin Jones round two right now. It's sitting at plus 850. Yeah, if you add that to the base, that'll be a plus 1542. Not a bad dart throw to something that I think is totally plausible. I'm looking at it, uh, John Jones by submission is something that's a little out there, but that's plus 600. That's not bad. It's something I could see happening. And that's it for UFC 285, Jones versus Gagne, the full 14-fight breakdown. We'll be back next week for UFC Fight Night 221, Jan versus Marab Devashvili. Thanks for joining in. Good luck with the bets, everybody. 